0: Hey, everybody, it's Bill Courtney with an army of normal folks. And we continue with part two of our conversation with Amy Crenshaw right after these brief messages from our
1: generous sponsors. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters
2: around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe –
0: All right, so day one you open. You're so scared to we death. Can... How do people in the community even know? How do the homeless know? And how do the non-homeless know what the world's going on? Yeah. It's just, it's a community cafe, but... How does everybody know? I guess you have to walk in and figure it out.
6: You do. You kind of had to walk in and figure it out. And well, at were that people, point. I
0: mean, I guess I, I'm, I'm imagining some lawyer walking in. Mm-hmm. And right behind them, some homeless mm-hmm. dude. And they both had to have been looking at each other like, what's uh-huh. going on?
6: Yeah. Well, at that time, we had, I had the sweetest little old lady. And no kidding, she was old. She was probably... I'm I'm thinking she was like 85. She was a friend's grandmother that came and volunteered to be our greeter. Oh, so wow. she had this whole little thing, and it said, hey, welcome to Community Cafe. And she'd say, do you know anything about us? And they'd say, no. And no. she'd say, well, we're a nonprofit, donation-based cafe. We believe everybody's entitled to great, healthy food. So what that means is if you can't afford a meal, Come on in. Volunteer for anywhere from thirty minutes to an hour, and then you come around the counter and you order your lunch just like everybody else is ordering their lunch. Come in, have a seat, oh, and let's...
0: volunteer first.
6: Right, right. Although there's there's a caveat to that. Okay, you know, a lot of times if. Somebody comes in and says, "I'm starving" or "I'm freezing to death." I always feed them. First. I get it. Yeah, but the idea just, is yes.
0: volunteer first.
6: Volunteer first because we've actually had a couple people walk out, you know, after they've eaten. <laughs> um, so volunteer and does then, that make you angry? No, not why anymore. wouldn't it? You know,
0: I don't mean angry for you. Yeah,
6: it makes it would make me yes. angry
0: that they're taking from other people right. who need it. Now,
6: it makes me, yes, it's righteous anger. It makes me angry for...
0: They're a fellow
6: person on the street. That's what I mean. The person that sleeps in the tent next to them, maybe. Exactly. It does.
0: Unbelievable selfishness to people who are trying to help you.
6: Right. And because I have no social work background, it has taken me, and I learn something every day. It has taken me a lot of time to learn what the right responses are to that. It has taken...
0: Would you ban them?
6: Well, I was just getting ready to say we banned a couple people. Um you should. Yes, we absolutely have banned a couple people. I can only think of four in the nine years that we've banned. And I have one little fellow that calls me mama and he'll come in. And he actually pulled a knife on somebody. <laughs> so I have banned him for life.
0: <laughs> he pulled a knife yeah. on
6: someone? I don't think he really, yeah. Was
0: he cutting up a Salisbury steak? No, he oh. just
6: went in the kitchen and yeah, got yeah. a knife and yeah, well, was mean, mad at one of our other volunteers. Part of what
0: we have to talk about is... Not only are these folks homeless, a lot of them probably have mental illness. Oh,
6: yes, absolutely, and he definitely does. And calls me mama, and I'll see him out on the street and I'll go, Mama, can I come to work today? I promise I'll behave. <laughs> and, you know, I'll tell him, come on in and I'll get you something to drink, you know, I'll get you a hot cup of coffee or, you know, whatever. So, And we usually will send him out with the soup or something like that. We really try real hard, and I can't think of – I really can't think of anybody that we have actually turned away with nothing.
0: Um, so we, but, but here's the thing: you've got to have enough people coming in that are paying above to cover the people that we're mm-hmm. talking about right now. Right. I and I, you know, it always- I, I guess this is the. Um, I would say the realist in me, but, mm-hmm. but. Also um unfortunately when you're in business for 30 years mm-hmm. and everything else you you've seen you've seen some of the greatest of humanity mm-hmm. but you've seen some of the worst. Yeah. And I just I, I'm envisioning how many people are out there that are working every day. I mean let's be honest, there's a stigma around the homeless. Mm-hmm. They're no, stinky, absolutely. they're lazy, mm-hmm. they're mentally sick, yep. they want something for nothing. Yep. And and again I'm saying the stigma, right? What I'm repeating, absolutely. And when I'm working and paying my bills and taking care of my kids and building my house, note, why do I want to take my one hour of lunch break to go sit down and eat with people mm-hmm. who I feel that way about? Yeah. So how does that? Work? How do you? How do How I do I get you th- get those people to do that?
6: And how do they come in? Or, or why do they come back every day? We have yeah, people. Yeah. That's that come how does in, that work? Well. You need to come see the cafe.
0: Well, I can't. Neither I can everybody else listen. So you've know. got to tell them. So
6: I'm going to tell you when we decide. No,
0: I can. I will come see okay. the cafe. But, you need to. But all the thousands mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. and sisters right so now. So what I'm
6: going to tell you is that um, people will walk in the door. I had one guy who is a local singer. He does a lot in Europe. Um, and he walked in one day. His his wife brought him in or said, you know, you need to go in. His wife lives in Jackson. They live in Jackson. And he walked in, and he got teary-eyed, and he said, did I take a wrong turn? Are we in Jackson, Tennessee?
0: That's what I'm talking about. Yeah.
6: And it's not because, I mean, I'm 63 years old, so I'm not the hippest of people, you know? (laughs) But it has got, it's just, it's a happy place. There's glass on two sides up front, Our logo at the bottom says to love, to feed, to dignify. It's bright. It's white. I've got great artwork. And one of the things that I said was I want people to feel like they're coming and having lunch or dinner at my house. So we will have glasses on the table. We will have salt and pepper shakers on the table. We'll eat on real plates. We'll have real forks. We'll have our flatware wrapped in a napkin, you know, and just all we'll have flowers or plants on the table and we're going to treat them like they're at home or at my house.
0: I get it. That Mm -hmm. still doesn't answer how a guy in a suit and tie Mm -hmm. that's an attorney downtown wants to go to a place where he's going to sit next to some homeless people.
6: And you know what the really amazing thing is, is that we've got six tables that are, Almost this length, we call them our community Th- tables. This
0: length is probably 18 yeah. feet long.
6: <laughs> yeah, sorry. sorry. That's, I, that's all right. You mean the people listening can't <laughs> see this? Yeah,
0: we're we're, we're <laughs> at a large conference room Very. table that's uh, five feet wide by 18 feet yes. long.
6: So we've got five or six community tables that my husband built. We've got gorgeous furniture in there, handmade. My husband actually made all the tables bless in there bless his yep. heart and um and those tables fill up we do also have some tables that are four tops that also fill up
0: but the, the point is the community tables fill up with homeless and non-homeless eating right exactly. there together
6: that exactly. is
0: so together. amazing
6: people know i mean the name of the cafe community came from coming to unity And that was one of the things that we set out to be was a bridge in the community between, for lack of better words, the haves and the have-nots, or, you know, the Christian and the Muslim, the, you know.
0: Black and white.
6: Black and white. The
0: Asian and Ethiopian.
6: Asian and (laughs) Ethiopian. I mean, whatever, you know, different groups of people you can think of. And. And it works. It really does. I mean, my our regular customers, and when I say regular customers, I mean almost every day. We have one elderly couple that she had to drag her husband in. But I told her, I said, if you can drag him in, and this has probably been seven years ago. said, if you can drag him in, I'll feed him, and he'll like our food. Tell me why he didn't by. want to
0: come. He, because he, he didn't want to eat with a bunch of homeless food. people. No,
6: he didn't want that healthy food.
0: Oh, he didn't want the <laughs> healthy food. He wanted fried chicken. He wanted this fried is chicken the his burger. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, she drug she, him in.
6: She drug him in. He's been there every day since. She went through a uh, spell of cancer and was up at Vanderbilt for probably six or eight weeks. He still came in every day. The daughter was one. up there with the mom, and he came in every day and ate lunch with us.
0: <laughs> How many people a day are you serving? And what
6: are your hours? Um, we're only open Monday through Friday, 11 to 2. We start taking volunteers. So about- you're
0: open. You're It's lunch. Lunch. Got That's it. it.
6: We used to do a brunch on Saturdays. Um, that kind of went by the wayside. Just we have a real small staff, and it was wearing them that out. That makes sense. Yes. Um, is, is
0: your staff also your children? I, I bet your family works there, right?
6: <laughs> they they will volunteer there. So. That's what I mean. Yeah. They're all yes.
0: in and out. And helping. when
6: they were little, you know, ten years ago when we were starting to open the place, I mean, they were down there with me, you know, putting in the using Scrubbing, the elbow grease and whatever. yes, yes. I mean, we 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 stripped the floors in there. Yeah. You know, we had this big old sander thing. You know, and <laughs> yeah. So uh, so
0: how many people do you serve?
6: So we serve between. You know, it was really weird. There for a while, 70 was a busy day. When we first opened, it was 120 a day. Easy for a year and a half, two years. Then I kind of think we weren't the new kid on the block That's anymore. That's every restaurant goes to that. Yeah, the yeah. We weren't the new kid on the block anymore. We are back to serving. 70's kind of a slow day. Yeah, that it's more fun. like 85 right. to 95. Okay,
0: well, let's just say let's say 80, Mm-hmm. Okay. How many of the 80? I'm calling them. There's three tiers. Mm-hmm. There's the I got no money and uh-huh. got a volunteer <laughs> tier. That's mm-hmm. tier one. Mm-hmm. Tier two is I got some money, but not enough to help out anybody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. And then you got tier three, which is I'm going to buy my food and pay over. Right. What percent is one, two, and three?
6: Well, 1% has stayed. Oh, it's. The craziest thing because it has been across the years 12 to 15 percent.
0: 12 to 15 percent
6: mm-hmm. of okay. our customers are customers that are working exclusively for their meal, volunteering for their meal.
0: And number two is I number can only t- afford mine barely.
6: Yeah. And that's not a huge number. I mean, I will have somebody come in and go, I've only got four dollars. And I'm like, okay, order whatever you Five like. percent. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you're telling me about 80% of the people mm-hmm. that eat in this place
6: mm-hmm.
0: pay over their...
6: They pay at least. And, full. you know, when we were when we first opened, people were very generous. Um, and I'm not saying they're not generous now. But they would... It was kind of a new thing and it was kind of like, okay, here's an extra five bucks or here's an extra ten bucks. Most of the time now, it is they will order two items, which we have a suggested donation because... We just let people at You don't even first, have prices, do you? We don't have prices on the menu. So people usually stand there and kind of look like, <laughs> I have no clue what to do here. And we'd go, well, we, ha- we do have a suggested donation if you'd like to know what that is. It's $7 for one item, whether it be soup, salad, or sandwich, even though we all know that it doesn't cost $7 to make a bowl of soup. But, you know, on the other hand, you get our sandwich, which we use, Boar's Head, Deli meat, which is the best of best, probably costs
0: more than seven bucks. Yes,
6: yes. So one item seven dollars. Two items, whether it be soup salad or sandwich salad, is nine dollars. And three items is eleven dollars, and that includes a beverage. Let me tell you, that's cheap. It's cheap, and we've only raised our our suggested donation one time.
2: That is one time, yeah,
6: we have worked really, really hard during the last you know two years to keep keep our costs you know at our my expectation our donation price my
0: expectation same. would be then that
6: you'd get the a- underserved
0: <laughs> the 15% <laughs> underserved mm-hmm. must revere this place
6: mhm mhm
0: i mean they must really appreciate its existence i think
6: they really do i think they really do and like I said, we've had a couple that have you know come in and tried to take advantage of the situation, and we have one. Any
0: anything you do to help out disadvantaged communities, there's always going to be exactly an issue here and there. It's yeah. it's it's inherent to yeah. to that kind of work. But if yeah. you let a couple of small issues. Interrupt the work you're doing for a much bigger issue. Well, I mean, that's yeah. expected. Yep. And move on. Yep. Get over it.
6: Yep. And, you know, at first, we really required people, even if they could only give us 10 minutes or so, we basically required them to come in and show, you know, some effort in volunteering. We also have gotten to know that clientele. And like we have one elderly gentleman that comes in and he doesn't eat much, anyways. And he'll come in, and we see him coming, and we'll, you know, my the chef will automatically just wrap up a sandwich for him and hand it to him. You know, there's just some out there that are not capable uh, of working. Um,
0: do you, boy? This may be a charged question, but <laughs> I, I, you know, just my, just human beings. Do yeah. do you ever worry that? You're fostering in some people an unhealthy sense of entitlement to free food?
6: No, I don't, because we don't do it that very often. And we do, I mean, you know, of the 12 to 15 percent, probably not even, you know, of the 12 to 15 percent that come in and volunteer for that me- their meal, only one or two of them a week is actually a meal that we just hand out.
0: That's phenomenal. Yeah, and you know what? That's great. That's worked. great.
6: Yes, everybody's willing to work. I have a gentleman in a wheelchair. I, we've had several people in wheelchairs. Homeless people
0: in, in wheelchairs. Yeah, yeah, How does that work?
6: It does. Believe me, they have their wheelchairs. That's somewhere. horrible. Well, they may be the. They may be not truly homeless. They may be in Just way underserved. Right. right. Um, and they'll come in, and they'll insist that they can do something uh, I love that. so they'll we have order cards uh, we are real simple. We have an order card that is laminated, and we purposely have kept those order cards because it creates a job for some of those that want to do something but aren't able to do any more than that.
0: Well, then the flip side to the entitlement thing, which is the negative side that mm-hmm. you can see, the positive side that you can see is it gives somebody a sense of dignity it, to be able to earn their food rather than stand in line with a handout, That's which exactly. the vast majority of people i found, they really don't want to do no. that.
6: No, you're right.
0: And this way they... They feel dignified right. in what they're doing.
6: And again, that's in our logo, to love, to feed, to dignify. And most of them will tell you that one of the reasons they keep coming back is, one, they'll tell you, it it keeps me out of trouble. I'm off the street. You and know, the food's good. And the food's great. That's usually number one. The food's great. It keeps me off the street. And three, almost all of them have said in at one time or another, it lets me give back to the community that is given to me.
0: That is awesome. Yeah. And don't you think just a little bit of it is, is to be able to go into a restaurant and be surrounded by people that treat them mm-hmm. kindly as human yeah. beings is uplifting for their soul. Yep. They don't feel like losers.
6: Yeah. And and I will say, I have never seen anybody, if anything our paying customers have, they they care more about the people that are coming to volunteer. If one of our volunteers doesn't, hasn't shown up for a while, somebody will come up to me and say, Hey, where what happened they? to Joe? Wow. Yeah. Or, Hey, what happened to so-and-so? That's funny. They want to know where so they are. So it really
0: is a community.
6: It is a community. It is.
1: We'll be right back.
5: Apple Podcasts, or wherever
6: you get your podcasts. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily, as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I've hit on it a couple of times. Um, and, and I, and, and I think it's, I think candidly it's, it's maybe because, um, maybe I'm jaded about it. Uh, but I, you know, I, I, continue to have this image of a banker in a suit, uh, Mm -hmm. and a lawyer, and maybe an architect or people who we or a doctor or a nurse or someone we would think more from a professional setting sitting at a community table mm-hmm. with some local homeless mm-hmm. and um how odd that really is mm-hmm. um and when i when i when i think a little more deeply about that from more of a 30,000 foot view Um, that is, uh, that's exactly what we really have become socially is polarized is Mm -hmm. that, you know, the, the idea of a, of a community where the blue collar, the white collar and the middle income all go to school together and do things together Mm -hmm. politically, socially, religiously, we've just become so clannish and so mm-hmm. polarized and so separated that it's just hard for me to even imagine this eclectic group of people mm-hmm. sitting around eating lunch at mm-hmm. community cafe. Mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful, but I guess I, I guess I've been conditioned to think that that's just not something that would normally happen yet. You're proving it is. Mm-hmm. And I just can't help but wonder you're obviously very smart and you have a world view. You, you have, Children from three different continents. Um, I've heard you say you're a Christian, but I've also heard you say that doesn't matter in the big scheme of things to who eats at the cafe. So you obviously have a a large world view. Um, what what do you think it says about your little cafe in Jackson, Tennessee, uh, and who's dining together? And how atypical that is. What what do you think what what do you think is a greater social narrative regarding that?
6: Um gosh. I don't even know what to say about it except that, you know, when you see it and you know, it's kinda of weird because you know, I'd like to say that when I see it, um you know people coming together that it's not always obvious um mm. but, it's but usually, it is obvious isn't but it? it's pretty obvious yeah and it's really obvious um that that people i think are you know what i'm seeing is that people are really willing to sit and dine with somebody that they would not have maybe even crossed paths with, except in the cafe or out on the street, but the street's not always the best place. You know, it's, hey, how are you today? You know, whatever. But just to see people, um, one of my volunteers sitting by himself, you know, waiting on his lunch to come, and maybe he's even planned on taking it with him, to go, and somebody will come up and say, "Hey, can I join you for lunch?" at a big table and other tables empty. Um, and And then I also think of another uh, six or seven guys and guys and gals, an older couple that I'm not even sure they knew this man. but now if if they're all in the cafe together, they're all sitting together they've all become friends they all know that you know the first one to come in will sit at the table and they'll be sure that they sit at one of the big tables so they're friends that they've made at the cafe that aren't anywhere
0: with with people that are with the today's societal preconceived notion says don't belong at a table together
6: right exactly Exactly. And An I, older, I, I very that, wealthy, retired couple, you know, a banker, a um fellow that's living in um uh subsidized housing, you know, it, it just all sitting there eating together. All sitting there eating together. And it, having it, deep conversation. Not just sitting the, not there. Not just sitting there
0: saying hi. They're exactly.
6: Talking. Exactly. Right. I mean having very deep conversation.
0: Isn't it interesting that despite all the political and societal rhetoric that at the end of the day what breaks it down is a cup of soup
6: yeah yeah or a cup of coffee
0: or a cup of coffee yeah or salad
6: yeah yeah it's
0: it's it's phenomenal and and if you think about it i mean you you provide a place that's uh safe to do that
6: yeah and that's yeah and and,
0: that- and maybe that maybe the greater social narrative is part of our division and separation is because we don't have a safe place to exactly. exchange those ideas. Exactly. And conversation. I think so. I think so. So maybe we need to turn the Capitol building into a big old community cafe in the in DC. Why not? Why not?
6: Or our libraries, or, you know, oh. or our, yeah, you know, I, I think about going into the library and, you know, because oftentimes, you know, People that are looking for shelter will go hang out in libraries. No, that's
0: absolutely true. But
6: they're kind of over there, you right. know? <laughs> and you don't want your children to go over there. Come on, children, let's go to the. <laughs> so, right. but I think people are becoming, I honestly do think that um, I don't know since when, but I have seen that, that people are more willing to actually uh, engage, engage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and have a conversation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that gives me some hope. Yeah.
6: And even a even a hard conversation. I mean, you know, I've heard conversations where uh, I think of one gentleman in particular that comes in the cafe almost every day as a paying customer that will sit and ask one of our homeless, truly homeless, how'd you end up how'd you end up on the streets? And most of the time, you know, he's had a conversation or two with them. He's seen them over time. He's earned that right. To actually delve into deeper conversation and he doesn't feel afraid and therefore to ask those hard questions and therefore that person doesn't feel, you know, afraid insulted. to tell or insulted or afraid to say, well, you know, my, I made stupid choices.
0: But the the growth that comes from that, instead of yeah. looking at a homeless person as a drag on society and looking at him as a human right. and understanding their story. Yes. Um, you know, pretty much all of us are a couple mistakes away from being right there too.
6: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And to find a place that can serve them and give them dignity is, is beautiful. And I, and I think it's so interesting that the eclectic collection of people sitting around a cup of soup, having those conversations (laughs) is so telling about what's missing in our society today. Yes. Um, so I imagine, with all the people that pass in and out of the doors of the cafe, there's um, there's ample opportunity for you to also mentor mm-hmm. in the in a small way. Mm-hmm. I, I know you're not running a cafe and a and a social workplace, but it's ample opportunity. Have you been able to to have you been able to help some of the folks that are volunteers at the cafe to find steady employment mm-hmm. and forever homes and things like that?
6: Absolutely. Um, most of the time, uh, when, when I think about ones that we've helped out, it's usually been, we we have in the past had social work interns from the colleges around, and that's always a great- Oh, well, that's helpful. It's incredible. I love having them. As a matter of fact, I'm just sitting here thinking- I'm supposed to get in touch with somebody about getting one for January. So (laughs) that I'm glad I'm here thinking about it, but um, we have had the good fortune to have some community service volunteers or or some uh, social work interns that have come in and set up programs just where they'll help somebody write a resume or fill out a job application, give them job skills and I think of one fella, and it's been more than one, but I think of one fella in particular that has been volunteering probably since almost the beginning that has had permanent employment. Um, Now he's been let go from a couple places, but he never has trouble finding a job, and he probably has been working seven years
0: that's fantastic.
6: Now, yeah. And, you know, I think of a couple other guys that I don't even see anymore because well, they, they don't, have, they, I they mean, have in, gotten a, in the
0: greatest sense, they don't need you exactly.
6: anymore. Exactly. Exactly. But
0: that's but that's great news.
6: Occasionally they'll pop in and say, hey, but don't see them on a regular basis because most of the time they work, you know, they'll end up working nights at a factory or something like that but and sleep during from the From where night. they were. Exactly. Exactly.
0: And that's another yep. Yep. fantastic reward. Yep. Amazing. There, uh, in, in my experience coaching football, there have been highs, there have been lows, 30 years of it around 30 years of kids. There's always highs and lows. There's always excitement and sadness and everything else. And there are a few times that, that just emotionally, I was so touched. Do you have, do you have a story from your time at community cafe that is just deeply emotionally touching to you that, that that kind of speaks to the the depth of the cafe
6: yeah one in particular there's two stories that i think of and one one is very short i'll share it um first uh there was a young gentleman i'd never seen before the greyhound bus station used to be right across the street from us um it is now does place <laughs> really, really? Yeah, it's wow. really cool. Yeah, that is um, cool. But anyways, the bus station was right there. This fellow walked in the cafe, and it was freezing. It was just a couple years ago, probably two years ago. Came in the cafe, and he had on short sleeves, and he had on blue jeans, and, a, and tennis shoes, and nothing And it was else. literally and freezing it outside? It was literally freezing. I mean, it was probably... 20 degrees out. My
0: guess is he just got out of jail. He had or something.
6: just gotten out of jail, had been dropped How did off. How they at let the him out of jail without I, a jacket? I don't know.
0: I mean, look, I know. he paid his debt to society. Exactly. Uh, and I know society can't provide you a house. They're going right. to give you a bus ticket and 50 bucks, or whatever. Right. But at least a jacket yeah. when it's freezing outside. Yeah.
6: And uh, exactly. And, you know, if nothing else, I mean, if, if, if somebody can't pay for it, I mean, if. If the community can't, or the government can't pay for a jacket or a sweater at least for these people, all they have to do is say, hey, let's, you know, maybe that's something that somebody could start. I just, had this there's an idea a, exactly jackets idea. for felons jackets for felons <laughs> but seriously why not i mean i have people all the time that call and want to you know bring you know clothing or and jackets or whatever, jackets and hats and stuff like that so why not you so know? this
0: young man gets off the he ground. comes
6: in and he is does he know
0: what community cafe is no no he just sees he something just open is,
6: right because i i don't know if I don't know if the bus station was open. I'm guessing it probably was. but he, And I don't know if, if maybe they weren't allowed to just, you know, linger in the bus station. And he knew nothing about Jackson. He had come into Jackson for a party or something like that or to visit a friend. Was at a party. I think probably got thrown in jail for public drunkenness. Did his time, got out, was trying to head back to wherever he was from. I don't even remember where it was. And had on a red T-shirt and blue jeans and tennis shoes, and it was freezing out. And he was sitting there, and he said, can I have, can I have a cup of coffee? And I said, absolutely, you can have a cup of coffee. I said, let me get you some coffee. And he said, what is this place? So I <laughs> told him, and he said, can I volunteer? And I said, I tell you what, I said... You can volunteer, but not until we get you warmed up. And I went downstairs. It was one of those times that somebody had dropped off blankets and, you know, stuff like that, which a lot of people will do, especially in the winter. And I went downstairs and dug through what we had, and I got him a hat, and I got him gloves, and I got him a scarf, and I got him a jacket. I got him a blanket, and I wrapped him up. And he looked at me, and he said, I haven't been treated like this since my grandmother died. And I thought I was going to lose it. I thought I was just going to open up and weep how, how old right was then. He? he was probably early 30s or so.
0: You know that means he hadn't felt loved. Exactly. Since his grandmother
6: Exactly. Died. And...
0: Did you tell him I'm not old enough to be a grandmother? Shut <laughs> up.
6: <laughs> I did. I said, hey. Hey, hey. Are you telling me I look like that your grandmother? Stuff. I've no, got but kids is, your age.
0: That is the sweetest thing but it ever. did
6: it yeah it really touched was me was he and
0: was he tearing up? was he almost he was, emotional from was, just being f- yes loved? he
6: was ve- yes he was very emotional and um he sat there and he got warm and he drank a cup of coffee and he had another cup of hot water just holding it to keep his to get his hands warm and then he said okay what can i do and he went to work for about 30, 40 minutes. And I said, okay, it's time for you to eat. I said, your bus is going to be here in about 45 minutes. I said, you need to, you need to
0: eat and
2: get out get
6: of here. And when he got ready to go, he came up and he said, I'd really like to hug you. And I said, you're welcome to hug me. And I said, and I'd really like to pray for you. And, you know, I, when people come into the cafe, they will frequently ask if we're a Christian ministry, or, you know, if everybody in there is Christians, and I'm kind of like, well, why does that really matter? And I'll say, no, you know, not everyone in here is that I, you know, that I know of, but my family and I, yeah, we're Christians, and, you know, but it says it there on the door, to love, to feed, to dignify, and that's what we're trying to do. And I had never felt called to pray for somebody, but I really and truly felt the Holy Spirit saying, you need to ask this man if you can pray for him. And I asked him and he said, I wish you would. (laughs) So anyways, that was one. And then the second time was one of the gentlemen that we had, my family had gotten to know through Church Without Walls before the cafe opened was kind of like the bad dude in downtown Jackson. His street name was Cadillac and everybody was afraid of Cadillac and everybody wanted to warn me about Cadillac. You know, that guy that's back there washing your dishes, you know, you better watch out for him. He's a, he's a snake, you know? And I was like, I've known Cadillac for about four years. Cadillac. If, if I was down here, you know, one evening and left the cafe, if I was down here working, you know, and was leaving the cafe and got in trouble Cadillac would probably come from, you know, out of nowhere like Superman to save, you know, me. He loved, he was so attracted to my family that I, I know that man would have done anything for us. Well, he was going to get to go see his mother in Gary, Indiana, and, and uh, was
0: he a street person in Jackson? Mm-hmm, he was completely a homeless, person.
6: and yes, completely homeless. And I, I knew where he stayed a lot of the time because he would ask us if we could buy him some kerosene. I guess it is for a kerosene heater in the winter, and I'd say, well, you know, Cadillac. I said, well, we only called him Cadillac outside the cafe. I told him, I said, you can't use your street name in here, so you can come on outside. <laughs> no, I never did that, but um, <laughs> we didn't. We didn't. We don't allow them to use street names inside. So anyways, I just told him, I said, Kenneth, I said, you know, I can, I can loan you some money for some kerosene, but I'm going to go buy it for you. You know, how's that sound? Because one, I don't, I don't like to make a habit of just handing out money. Now, bus passes will occasionally do and whatnot, but I said, I'll loan it to you. I said, but I need you back here, you know, on Friday and you're going to help us close down or something like that. And he was like, okay, okay. I'll be more. Yes, that'd be great. So anyways, we... And I knew where he'd stay because my husband would usually drop it off, or our, my older son would drop it off. So, anyways, he was supposed to go to Gary, Indiana to see his mom one weekend. And this was on like a Wednesday. And he said, I really need some help. He said, I promise if you can help me. He said, and I. He said, "I need my medications refilled," and I said, "Well, yeah, I can." And he wasn't asking me to pay for him because he, he got him for it? No, he. Um, it was just no. You know, I don't think that Kenneth really had any mental health issues. I just think he had he had just made a lot of really bad choices and in his life, out. and he would, yeah, and he would tell you that. And he was probably in his fifties.
0: Well, I was just wondering if the yeah. the medicine was like lithium or yeah. Something.
6: No, no, no. He it, it was his blood pressure medication and something else, and and he he was using drugs. I mean, we we knew that, and I had several times said, Kenneth, you can't come in today. You know, I can tell ah. you've been using something. Yeah. And he always understood, okay, okay, I'll be back tomorrow, or something like that. So anyways, he asked me if I would get his medications refilled. He said, I just need a way to get them. And I said, sure. I said, give me, you know, your prescription. And I said, I'll get them refilled for you. I'll have them down here no later than Friday. I said, because I know you're leaving Saturday or Sunday. We didn't come in on Thursday, which was really unusual. And then he didn't show up on Friday to pick up his medications. And then I was down at the... um Farmer's Market downtown on Saturday, and a friend of mine and I were, this sounds so cr- mean, cruel, but I said, I haven't seen Kenneth lately. I hope he's not laying up there in his bed and can't get up. He's frozen to death or something. No way. Monday, he did not freeze to death. Monday, after I got home from the cafe, somebody called and said, have you seen Facebook? Facebook. WBBJ or something like that, and I said, "No, what?" And they said, "Kenneth is missing," and I said, "What?" And I said, "Well, maybe he went on to his mom's and just didn't get." And they said, "No, Kenneth is missing. Like his mom has called and said he was supposed to be at her house Sunday night, and he's missing." So hung up, and I call, or I yeah hung up, and I called the police, and I said, "My understanding is that Kenneth is missing," and. I know where he usually stayed, and he was dead. Oh, he gosh. had either OD'd or, yeah. And, you know, he was just kind of one of those guys in Jackson that you either loved him or you or you didn't necessarily love him, but you liked him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Or you feared him. And, um, you know, to our family, it, he was is, one of those. Isn't, isn't it him.
0: inevitable in this work, though, that you're going to have people oh, that. Yeah. You're gonna deal with some of that. Yeah,
6: yeah, we've had we've had a we've had a couple, you know, of our volunteers that have passed away, and it's always it's it's very sad. But those those two stories, I think
0: it's hilarious that the homeless are not referred to as the freebies or whatever. They're your volunteers.
6: Yeah, they're our volunteers. Yeah, we don't we don't say, oh yeah, he's homeless. You know, yeah. he's yeah, a volunteer. Some volunteers, yeah.
0: And they can come in with dignity and mm-hmm. not say, mm-hmm. I need a free meal. I'm, I'm here to volunteer. Yeah. And when yep. I'm through volunteering, you can feed me. Yep. yep. <laughs> Amazing. Yep.
6: Yeah. Wow. And they do. They, they come in and they say, I'm, I'm here to volunteer. So.
0: Which implies I yes. need food. Yes. I'm here to eat, but I'm yeah. going to do my work first. Yep.
6: And by the way, we do also have community service volunteers. So we have people. Sure. Kids from that need community service hours for school. You know the whole—that's uh, cool. Yeah, the whole community college yeah, group that. that now has to volunteer eight at but you're a a an approved. But you're an approved right.
0: place for them mm-hmm. to get those mm-hmm. hours, mm-hmm. which is also very yep. cool.
6: I've also <laughs> we've also had, <laughs> um, what are they called? The whole oh, SEOs or whatever from the schools, and then you know kids that are in a school or, uh, you know or have been technically suspended from school. Yeah. Yeah, They can get their community service. I'll have their. Yeah. And it is so funny because they come in and they're almost always there for a week, sometimes longer. And they come in and they are mad. They do not want to be there. They hate you. They hate your food. They hate their mama. (laughs) And everything is stupid. (laughs) Yes. And I cannot tell you, I, as a matter of fact, I can't tell you of one that has left that place going, this is the stupidest place I've ever seen. They come back and I'll say, now, look, I want to see you back, but I want to see you back on different terms. And they'll say, yes, ma'am, Miss Amy, I'm going to behave. I'm going back to school and I'm going to behave and I'm going to come visit. And sometimes they do. They come back to visit. I love those. Yeah, those kind of things. Yeah.
0: We'll be right back.
5: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
0: I mean, there, this is beautiful, but there is a, you know, profits are a necessary measure of any organization's success. Right. And although you're a nonprofit, right. you still have, you have staff, Yeah, there's yeah. paid staff in the yep. kitchen and all. So is there enough money coming in from revenue from the food to cover staff or do you also raise money?
6: Well, we, we do when we need to.
0: <laughs> really?
6: Yeah, we really do.
0: So you run it to just. Cover the bills, cover staff and exactly. get out of there. And, that's it. and if you're a little short, you'll go out to the community and say, Hey, I we do. need help.
6: Yep. And About how's the
0: community respond to that?
6: Incredible. Um, two years after we opened, we kinda had a dry spell and I basically sent just hit it on Facebook. Um, I could probably pull it up right now. It was probably two or three years into it. And I said, Hey, I said, community cafe friends and Peeps, I said. <laughs> Peeps. You know, here's what's going on. You know, we need to keep the lights on. We need to keep buying food. We haven't seen you in a while. Basically, is what it said. I, I can't even remember. If I, we don't actually, get some revenue, we're not going to be here. Exactly. And I can write if I have some time to think of it. I, I must say, I can. I can write. You can a write, an yeah, yeah, I can yeah, write an nice letter. Yeah. You get out there. So I did, and I just said, "We need your help. this This is not about keeping us in a job." This is not about. I'm not making any
0: money doing this. It's not about me.
6: Exactly. It's about the. I said, this is your cafe. It's community cafe, the Jackson community. If you want to see these doors remain open, we need your help. And they came out and they helped. I had people that sent checks. I had businesses that sent checks. I had people that said, hey, I can't give any extra than more than a dollar or two per meal, but I'll do that and I'll bring in friends. I had people that called and said or emailed and said, I'm a handyman, you know, so I had this whole list of people that were willing to say, if you need this, don't pay for it let let us let me know and i can come and help you do this
0: and let's be reminded as we're listening to you this is in jackson in jackson. tennessee yeah. we're not talking about a big city with a lot of people right. that deal with right. urban type problems yep. and yep. i guess my point is if you can pull this off in jackson
6: oh yeah anybody it can
0: be done yeah. anywhere, anywhere with the right attitude the right love and the right effort
6: yep. and let me tell you one of the best stories that i think you're kind of trying to wrap this up but one of the best stories is that 2020
0: actually i was going to ask you tell Mm, me one mm, of your best mm. stories
6: 2020 (laughs) so interestingly enough our soup kitchen closed the doors
0: you, not your,
6: not not not, not community cafe. cafes. We're not. This
0: Jackson had a soup kitchen for the underserved,
6: mm-hmm. and, and they closed. It closed. their doors. Why did they it were close? they were doing box meals? I think, and some you know here privately and there. funded
0: by a church or something. Probably uh,
6: they they get federal funding. Or how does
0: something get federal that. funding? Close?
6: Maybe maybe they don't get federal funding. I guess I shouldn't say that. But let's just say they closed. They closed. They uh, ran they out were of money. Doing, they didn't run out of money.
0: what they run out of?
6: They didn't. They felt like they needed to be closed to the public during COVID. Like oh, people, yeah. That. I'm sorry, I'm missing. Oh, I'm sorry. So sorry, sorry.
0: during COVID, yes, during they COVID. closed. They closed. Which means there's people in your community. Mm-hmm. That's probably the meal they get.
6: Exactly. Or want yeah. So anyways, and they also said, hey, can we send them down to you?
0: we're closed we can't stay open but we're gonna let you handle it
6: (laughs) yeah go down the street though and they were again they were doing some boxes box lunch and bags of groceries and stuff like that but when you think about it that doesn't help the truly homeless because they don't have anywhere to prepare that food so anyways (laughs) we closed for about only about three weeks to dine in maybe five weeks at most i can't even remember now We closed to dine in, but we set up in, not outside in front, but just in the front of the cafe, we set up and had box lunches and anybody could come and and get a box lunch. We were serving probably 60 people a day for free.
0: Where did the (laughs) revenue for that come from?
6: Well, uh, yep. So we had people still coming in, you know, that were out and about, you know, it did right. everything shut down for a while, but we still had some that were at the courthouse in downtown and some of our regular customers that would drive down and go, hey, I want lunch, you know, and they'd come and they'd get lunch and, you know, they'd pay more than theirs, what their suggested donation was. But I also wrote a letter to businesses in the community, especially in downtown and especially some of our customers that I knew owned businesses that frequented the cafe. And I said, look, we're serving, you know, 60 people a day that aren't paying and cannot pay a nickel for their lunch that need to eat. We need to feed these people. We need some help. And again, the Jackson community rose above and beyond. And we made it through COVID.
0: <laughs> that is just fun. So yeah,
6: that. it was. It was really that was that was probably one of the highlights of yeah. Of
7: my time. It, but at the cafe.
0: If, if you ever wondered about
6: <clears throat> humanity humanity, yeah. it
0: restores your faith in it, it does. Absolutely. If you have faith in humanity, it it's a it's a reminder that um You know, if you're doing things the right way and for the right reasons and you simply ask, help often will come. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It's it's so cool to to think about when you opened all your kids, I guess, washing windows, washing dishes and Mm -hmm. doing whatever the heck it is their mom told them to do.
6: Exactly. (laughs) For sure. And not always liking it either.
0: (laughs) For sure. Um, But sometimes during the nine-year process of this you you lost a child
6: we did we did
0: and it was cooper it was, was cooper. That right
6: yep yep a- it was cooper he was our uh second adopted from china and cooper was 17 years old and um cooper... Had he worked?
0: he'd worked in the restaurant
6: oh yeah oh yeah people knew cooper yeah people knew cooper yeah cooper's teeny tiny um, but Cooper had a huge personality. He used to tell some of his funniest th- lines were uh, he used to tell my brother, who was single um, until after. Well, shortly before Cooper died, um, he would tell Craig, my brother, he'd say, Craig. You got any girlfriends? And he'd say, no. He goes, you need to get on Match.com and get you a wife.
0: <laughs> How old was he? <laughs> he was Cooper?
6: 10, probably 10. at the time when he started that. <laughs> and then he also loved country music. So you see this little Chinese fella singing country music at the top of his lungs. And he used to tell us that he was going to be the first Chinese <laughs>
0: Country music star. You know oh a, a political correctness almost says I'm not supposed to laugh about that. Yes. But you're his mom and oh, you're laughing, so oh, I'm allowed heck to laugh yeah. about heck that. Because yeah, that, that is funny.
6: Because we laughed about it. <laughs> oh, I, I can't even tell you the, the Cooper stories. I mean, there are so many Cooper stories and when we get all get together like we were all together at Christmas this year, some of the stories that came out, um, yeah, just I and some I was kind of like, oh, I, I really don't want to hear that yeah, one. I don't want to hear that one. Yeah, I don't want to hear that one. We so, had a catwalk at our house, and I found out just at our house in Jackson. And underneath on either side, there was a den and a couch. And they used to jump off the catwalk, the catwalk onto, the onto the couch when, when I was you not looking, there. Yes, of or when I was, yeah. Well,
0: that's what kids so do. Just crazy. Our kids did stupid stuff. Oh, like
6: yeah. That and too. I was like, no. I don't so, it.
0: how'd you lose Cooper?
6: So, Cooper, um, you know, we don't honestly know. We really did not feel like Cooper took his own life. Um oh, I'm so sorry. we did not know that Cooper had any inkling that you know, he was we had no idea that he was unhappy. Um Cooper had been Cooper was um he had some learning disabilities in school. So I do think that he kind of struggled with not... Socially, baby. Yeah, yeah. And not really feeling like he was as smart as his other brother that was only, you know, four months older than he is, mm. Mac. Um, he, uh, he had homeschooled. He, he really kind of didn't fit in. He's one of the... One of the reasons we moved out to uh, Milan, went to uh, Gibson County School District, he and Leah needed something more than what they were being served in schools in Jackson. Um, and he had homeschooled a couple times off and on. He actually did a homeschool class in the eighth grade that met in the upstairs of the cafe with three kids. You're and kidding. it was Phenomenal. It was <laughs> the most fun. And it was probably the best year of Cooper's life. And he so many people at the cafe got to know Cooper from him being down there literally every day. And and got to know the true person his personality and who he was and just loved him and he loved to fish and he would talk to you for hours on end about fishing. But he and Mac had been fighting, and I I, I think think mac has moved on beyond you know feeling like you know maybe if i didn't fight with him you uh, know that's, maybe if that's we, a tough thing yeah
0: that's a tough burden is. to bear but there's so many mi- you know there's yeah. so much more deep-seated things right. than an argument right. for somebody to go there
6: right and i'll also say cooper was on adhd medication and and i'm not blaming I, I'm not at all blaming any of the no, medications the or that... what, but he was on ADHD medication and he was also on growth hormones. Mm. And I, I, I kind of wonder if all of a sudden all of that had kind of come how old, together. How old was he? he was 17. Well, yeah.
0: combined with yeah. everything clicking at yes. a 17 year old boy's yes. mind and body, which is exactly. utter chaos anyway.
6: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but Jim and I had unfortunately just left for Italy, um, Uh for a two week vacation and Mac and Cooper had kind of been at each other, but it had calmed down and I thought everything was good. Um, and actually when we left them, I gave them a big old hug and I said, Hey, I said, you know, if you have any problems, I said, you can, you can always, um, email me or, you know, I've got service you can text me and I said Cooper I said just be the bigger man just don't you know just don't let him get to you because I think that that was kind of you know what happened sometimes was you know they'd get arguing and one of them would say something and Cooper wore his feelings on his sleeve and he could definitely get um, injured pretty quick to the heart Um, so and he said I will mom I will and we we I think my understanding is that they went shopping the next day Sunday they all went to Old Navy and had a big time and no telling what was on my credit card that <laughs> but anyways, I think it was Monday afternoon he got in a little bit of trouble at school he had um was on he was actually emailing me on his not his iPad, whatever his little thing because... We kind of are those you know weird people that don't give our kids technology you know for a while but that he does had some sort you of weird that I know makes you I know parents. I'm kidding but he had some sort of you know little whatever those things were called tablets and he was e- emailing me during his uh, uh, resource time where he was supposed to be doing some extra studying and right. stuff and he told his teacher he said, well I'm already done that's why I'm on it. I'm just going to email my mom and she said, Cooper, you know you can't be on that you know, during class, bring it up here. So he took it up there and he put it on the desk. Well, she went into the next room, connecting room to um, help a student and he got it off her desk. So he got in trouble for that. And then he got mouthy, which Cooper could definitely get mouthy and he got in trouble. And he did not like that he got in trouble. And they asked him, I can't remember. I think they told him he was going to be suspended for a day. And um, the teacher walked him out to whoever we had a babysitter or a sitter, you know, (laughs) for all the kids. Um, And she walked, the teacher walked him out and said, you know, Cooper can't come to school tomorrow. You know, he's been in trouble. He was disrespectful and um and that just did it. I mean, he just, I guess we don't know what happened, but he wandered off on the property, uh, said he was going for a walk. We live on about 80 acres, um, and uh, they couldn't find him and they got, started getting a little worried as it started getting a little drizzly out and it was the end of October and was getting cool out. And, you know, I got this call that he was missing and, I had, we at the time still owned our house in Jackson. So we had, um, somebody drive over the house in Jackson. Our older son had come over and, you know, was helping look for him. The police department had been called, um, long story short. Um, they found that my, our oldest son found him the next day. Um, and he had taken his own life.
0: I'm so sorry. And
6: Well, thank you. Thank you. Um,
0: as it pertains to our story yeah um that we're telling for you is um we all struggle
6: mm-hmm.
0: we all deal with pain, mm-hmm. and you've had this amazing life with these kids and this husband of yours, and the two of you must be partners in crime to to do what you've done, creating the United Nations in jackson. <laughs> and jackson and and the amazing work with community cafe but, but nobody's life is perfect no. in peaches and roses, mm-hmm. and we all do with sadness and pain and difficulty, and that's just what makes us normal people yeah um and this happened in the middle of you operating the cafe mm-hmm. It had to have did you ever question do I want to keep doing this i mean was was it i mean I, how do you persevere in the face of that? I yeah. guess is what I'm asking
6: yeah. you. Um, no, I, I did take about a month off. Um, and you know, there, I, I'll be very honest and say there are still days that, um, you know, I get up and think, I don't want to do anything. You know, I don't want to do anything. And, um, and there were a lot of those days, um, But I also knew and I'd always said that um, the cafe was my happy place. Uh, And even though I knew that first day back was going to be really hard, my husband was absolutely fabulous. Um, He had already said, when you're ready to go back, I'll go with you you know, um, you don't have to go by yourself. I know that's going to be hard. Um, and, and that was a really good thing because I think maybe he had already been down there because a lot of times he would go, you know, he went back to work and the hospital's not very far from the cafe. Um, maybe he had been back for lunch. Um, I'm pretty sure he had, cause I think I remember him saying so-and-so asked about you today, but the two of us went back together. Um, you know, kind of as a united front. And, um, you know, everybody, you know, no one, it was amazing because I I just thought, I don't want people to feel like they can't say, I'm so sorry to hear about Cooper. And, Uh, you know,
0: what do you say to a mom? Exactly. That's so hard. Exactly. Everybody's dying inside for you, but they also don't want to say, anything to hurt you right so the the natural inclination is to just not say not anything.
6: say anything yeah. except i think people have i think people in general like across the board have gotten much better at dealing with death and dying and probably especially now after covid even though that probably was pre-covid so. um but i i don't remember one person just you know, floating over it, not saying anything that, that actually knew. And but for you, that was probably knew.
0: therapeutic.
6: It was mind. very therapeutic. And it was, again, I mean, I had for so many years said that the cafe was my happy place that I needed to be back there. Um, I, I like to tell people that. Isn't I, that
0: amazing that it's called community cafe yeah. and it was your community yeah. too?
6: Yeah.
1: We'll be right back.
6: you know, I love to tell people that I am actually a an extroverted introvert. And I, I truly am. I've got a daughter that is an extroverted introvert also, meaning that, I, well, you know what that means. I mean, I, I love people and I love being with people, but I also love my own time. But I think I had had enough of my own time and it was time to put on my boots and put on my apron and, and head back. And, you know, I knew that I eventually had to, you know, see everybody. And so, I
0: mean, you know, the reality is one day, I woke your up life says, has to go on. Exactly. So it's amazing. Exactly. It's amazing that in the middle of all of this, you had to endure such pain and heartache and persevered through it. But it is unfortunately just part of a human being's narrative. We have setbacks and we have painful, Mm -hmm. horrific, traumatic things, but it doesn't mean we stop. Right.
6: I was going to say, but you, you can't stop living. You, you can't just quit. And, and, you know, unfortunately I've known a couple people that have, have actually lost sons, um, taking their own life since Cooper. Um, and you know, that, that's my one thing is, is I, I never give advice, but if somebody says, how do you do it? You know, you, you just, you have to keep moving, take that time, take that time to take care of yourself, you know, and I think you're, you, I, you know, I just relied on, it was the Holy Spirit for me saying, okay, Amy, you know, you're up, you're up and moving this morning. It's time for you to go back to the cafe. And that's basically what it was. It was just, you know, I just felt like, okay, I can go and I I need to go and and love my people.
0: It's phenomenal. Amazing story. And,
6: you know, the best thing is, is that people also know now that everybody knows that, that, and everybody will, every once in a while, somebody will come up and say, I just thought about something that Cooper told me one time and they'll share it with me Cooper's teacher actually gave me his homeschool teacher from upstairs at the cafe one day said I have something for you and she had found some of his papers so she gave me his papers from school and she also gave me in that little bag there was a fun size candy bar cuz he used to say I'm not I'm not little I'm just fun size <laughs> and he was and then also for her birthday that year so embarrassed to say this, but I'm going to say it. He dug through my supply of candles because he knew I loved candles and he thought she would love candles. Well, he didn't bother to check to be sure that the candle was a new candle. So he gave her, I her gave a her used candle.
0: <laughs> hey, it's a thought that counts.
6: <laughs> so anyways, Well. Yeah. There you go.
0: Cooper's legacy clearly lives on in you Cooper's and in the community lives cafe. Lives
6: on.
0: He's a kook. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing story. So let's say somebody's listened to us and mm-hmm. they think, I want to do that in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, how do they reach you and find out how to do it?
6: They are more than welcome to call me at the cafe. Um that number? What's the number? It's seven three one. 300 4674. And they are welcome to if they really want to touch base with me on my cell phone, because I usually only go in on Thursday and Friday now. I've got a great staff. Um, They can talk to Tina or Austin, and almost always. They will what about say, email
0: you if they want to email you? They can you.
6: email me, and I don't mind giving that out. That is, because uh, well, they can find it on the website. It's communitycafejackson at com. Perfect. But again, call, come by, see what we're all about. 218 East Main Street in Jackson, Tennessee.
0: Or... If they don't want to open a cafe and they just feel called to serve about a thousand people, they can drop you a check in the mail. They too. can drop
6: us a check in the mail. And we, you know what? I, I, I never pretend like, Oh, we're making it. It's going to be great. You know, because my, the guy that does my finances would be like me,
0: <laughs> what at you are crooked. you talking about?
6: I'm the one paying the bills. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we've got, uh, think on our Facebook page or on our website, Community Cafe Jackson, I think there's a donate button there. There's a donate button on our Facebook page. Our Facebook and our Instagram always has the menu. We love having out-of-town company come through and say, hey, I just heard about you and wanted to come have lunch.
0: It's an incredible story, and you're an incredible person, <laughs> and I want everybody to go back to the beginning of our conversation. Mm-hmm. If you can start a community cafe or some other name with a cool acronym, but something like this, mm-hmm. with 10 children driving around a 12-passenger <laughs> van like a bus driver at Walmart, if you can do it.
6: Anybody can do it. Anybody
0: yes. really can do yes. this and, and make a difference in so many people's yeah. lives. And it's just a perfect example of government proves woefully and inadequate. Helping the underserved and the homeless, but just a normal person in the middle of the community seeing a, a place of need and saying I can help can make all the difference yeah, in the world. Exactly, and the payoff is how enriched has your life been oh, from it?
6: Absolutely, absolutely, and it has. I, I think more than anything, it has probably it has made our children who they are and who are who they are becoming, just kind. Respectful, always wanting to help,
0: probably really appreciative,
6: yeah, very appreciative, and yeah, it's just you know shown them that somebody doesn't have to walk the same walk or look the same way or you know go to a certain school or a certain church or whatever to to be a friend, you know, and you can be a friend to anybody and, you know, be there to help out when you're called to help out. So
0: you and your husband, Jim, right? Jim.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: You and your husband, Jim have been, um, <laughs> uh, uh, the family you've built and the way you built it. And then to, to, for him to build the, the furniture and for you to do what you've done and involve your children and your entire family is, is a blessing for Jackson, and your story is a blessing for all of us listening. And um, maybe, just maybe somebody has heard this story, and they thought, well, I only have two kids. I can do this in Topeka mm-hmm, absolutely. or something else, and, and we'll feel called to it. And they know how to get in touch with you now. Mm-hmm. And, Amy, it has been an absolute pleasure to share your story. And you, my friend, are absolutely a member of the Army of Normal
6: folks. <laughs> I'm glad to be a member of the army of normal folks.
0: You you are. Although
6: I kind of think sometimes I'm not really very normal. (laughs) (laughs) Jim and I actually always talk about we're not normal. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, the two kids and everything else isn't normal. Makes us abnormal. But but you're also not some preordained politician or somebody else whose, quote, job it is to do this. You're just a normal person who saw a place to fill it and has done so in... Such a magnificent way, both in your family and in your community. And I just can't thank you enough for joining
6: me. It's been a fun ride. (laughs) Thank you. Amy. Thank you.
0: And thanks to all of you for joining us this week. If Amy or another guest has inspired you in general, or better yet to take action by visiting community cafe or a similar cafe elsewhere, donating to them or even starting one in your community or something else entirely, please let me know. I'd love to hear about it. You can write me anytime at, at us. Guys, just two days ago, I got an email from a guy in Florida who's been helping a guy in Haiti with an orphanage and he was inspired by Luke Mickelson's story that you might remember, Sleep in Heavenly Peace, building beds for kids that don't have any. And now this guy who runs an orphanage in Haiti is now having the kids in his orphanage build beds for other kids in Haiti who don't have beds. If that is not an unbelievable example of the power of an army of normal folks, I don't know what is. Even better yet, we're gonna have this gentleman from Haiti come on as a guest in the future and you're gonna to get to hear about all his story, which started from Luke Mickelson's story. See guys, an army of normal folks is about building a community of people who build off one another. And if you hear about it or you see it or you want to be part of it, write me at bill at normalfolks.us. I promise you I'll respond. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it with friends and on social, subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it. All the things that will continue to help us grow an army of normal folks. I'm Bill Courtney. I'll see you next week.